Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly mindful look at life and finances with a twist. I'm your host, Richie, and I'm so happy that y'all have decided to join me for yet another episode. Y'all just don't know how much I appreciate y'all listening, all the shares. And once again, if you're not following me already, you can find me on IG at Mindfully Rich. Connect with your girl. So on last week's I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. <laughs> I like spelling it out like the song do, but last week's episode was independent adulting episode, and I talked about the glory days of being a child and moving into this hard life that we call adulthood. If you haven't checked out that episode, it was so bomb. Got lots of comments on that one, and thank y'all for telling me how much you liked the episode. This episode actually did really good. I mean, the first day that it premiered the first day that I like released it. Oh my goodness. I had like almost over 50 listens. So I knew that this was a good day. I'm sorry. It was a good episode or it just happened to be a good day. And speaking of days, I'm not really liking releasing on Mondays. I don't know what it is about y'all listening on Mondays. Y'all just don't be here for it. Like I think the last two episodes that I released on Mondays, I got like 20 listens and I was like, that's cute and all, but I know that y'all have showed out in numbers before. So I think I'm going to move to either Tuesday or Wednesday. You know, the podcast is still new. So y'all just bear with me. Just know you're going to get an episode every week right now. Okay. Still trying to pick the date. (laughs) But um, if you haven't checked that episode out, go back, check it out. It was really, really good. So because Sunday was Mother's Day, one of my girls, she said, you should do a Mother's Day episode. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. And I was, I didn't know exactly how I was going to be able to, you know, put together the notes for this episode because it is touchy for me. And for those of you who don't know, I lost my mom back in October of 2018. And so, I said, yes, let's go ahead and dedicate my 12th episode to my beautiful mother, Renee. Love her. I used to call her Rennie. Most of the time I called her me, mama. (laughs) So you already know how we do it. Our music title inspiration is going to come from the one and only Tupac and this week's Dear Mama episode dedicated to my mama. So we already know for most women out there, Even if you don't have a daughter, most mother-daughter relationships are funny because us girls, and when we turn into teenage girls, we think our moms, they just don't know anything. They don't know nothing. They don't know how we feel. They don't know how we, they don't know, they don't understand us, basically. And my relationship with my mom was no different. I think it wasn't until I turned 29 that I realized my mother was just a girl like me. She had wants, needs, feelings, and wanted to be understood just like me. She also wanted to be wanted and to be loved, and she had aspirations and dreams just like me. I have no idea why it took me to be 29 to understand that, but I'm just giving y'all some truth right now. When I realized my mom wasn't supernatural, but she was just a woman and just happened to be a woman who was my mother, I was then able to fully see her and understand who she was. And so I'm going to talk a lot about growing up, 
with me, my mom, <laughs> our relationship and lots of things that I learned from her. So today is going to be like story time. So y'all bear with me because it may get touchy. <laughs> so growing up, I saw my mom go through a lot of real world problems. From all those experiences, I learned a lot about style, life, love, and pain. So my mom, just tell y'all, she was one of the sweetest people that you would meet in life. She was a Virgo too. We were both earth signs. (laughs) I don't know why that's important. I just said it. (laughs) We were both earth signs. And so she was just one of the sweetest people. Like she could literally holler at you, then hug you right after. And you'd be like, oh, I guess that that's okay. Like my mom had a real distinctive holler, right? And Everyone knows, like even my family, they know when you walk in the house, my mama going to be hollering just to say hello, hollering at you because you tried to grab some food or you tried to grab something or get some candy. You did something. She was always hollering, but she always did it with love. She also made the best Kool-Aid that this side of heaven has ever seen. Y'all, my mama Kool-Aid, especially the grape Kool-Aid telling you it was it was made with all the sugar right so now i'm pretty sure she up in heaven giving all of the angels sugar right now okay (laughs) because that kool-aid was super super sweet but it was always good and i mentioned the kool-aid because it was sweet just like my mom just talking about her character a little bit when it came to style my mama was one of the sharpest dressers that you have ever seen i mean sharp not sharp shop her outfit shoe game i mean heels everything was on point she had the jewelry to match the outfit the perch the purses to match the fits i mean my mama was together okay she was a total girly girl and that was different for me because like i wasn't a girly girl i noticed only in relationships i kind of turned into like the most feminine girly girl but otherwise like I'm just me. Okay. Just letting y'all know. But I remember when my mom, she used to get her nails done, her lashes done. I mean, she was just that woman. She was, I mean, she just, I don't know. She just exuded style. She was just that, she was just that person. She was together, basically. Like even when she wasn't going anywhere, she looked presidential ready. Like, oh, y'all ready to go? Let's go. And so that showed me that I had to be on point. When I wasn't, she would show let me know. Like, it was like a few years back, I had posted some pictures on Facebook, and I think I had on the same shirt, like, in the same week, two times, right? And my mom called me, and she was like, uh, did you run out of clothes? And I was like, what you mean? She said, you know, you wore that shirt like two times this week. You should throw it away. I was like, what? Throw it away? Okay. Now, let me give y'all some background on the shirt I was wearing. It was a Captain America shirt. I love Marvel. So I wear my Captain America shirt. She was just like, you ain't gonna put on no other clothes. Like, that's just how my mama was. She was paying all the attention just to make sure (laughs) that her daughter looked like she was on point because she was on point, which I get it. So to this day, I'm highly aware of what it is that I wear, mindful of all my outfit choices. And because of that, she didn't taught me that I got to be the bell at the ball all the time. Like, even if my friends just say, we just going to be chilling. I'm getting my heels together, my fur. Oh, we just chilling. I'm going to be chilling here looking together like my mama taught me. Okay. (laughs) 
Now, in life, my mom unknowingly showed me that it wasn't about how much money we had because we definitely wasn't rich, nor was we middle class. But true happiness came from how we live with what we had. Man, although I went through a lot as a kid, y'all, I still had so many good times. And I look back on those good times and say, Dad, you know, we didn't have all the money. But when we were able to do the things that we were able to do when we did have money, or even if we were doing things that didn't even require money, like it was still a good time. And it's like, I look at life now and how I've gotten older and it's just like a lot of things do, maybe because I'm an adult now and I have to think about the money because I'm taking care of a household. But it's just like, I think back and just, I don't remember her worrying about money ever. I just don't, you know? And one thing that I loved about my mom was how we just, even in bad times, we just listen to music together. We love music and she would always step with me. So see, I'm from Chicago and stepping is just like the gospel to me. Like when you born, you know, we learn how to footwork. We learn how to step. House music is life. Stepping music is life. Okay. It just is. Okay. And so as a kid, my mom would be listening to music and that's how I got a lot of my music taste because of all the things she listened to. And if it was like a song that came on that you could step to, she would grab me. We would start stepping. And as a kid, I used to love that, you know, because now this is a dance move that I can still do to this day that I teach my kids. Like I do the same thing with my daughter. Now my son, not so much. He'll be like, okay, I don't really want to do that. But with my daughter, I could do the stepping like my mom used to do with me. And I've even taught my friends and I just love being out. Like when I'm out at the club, you know, it just look real cute. If you ever see me out child, <laughs> tuh, I can step. Okay. And that's all, you know, giving thanks to my mama. Okay. So like to my core, I'm a go-getter. And I learned from my upbringings how to make a way out of no way, which I learned from my mom, not like her sitting down teaching me that, but I just learned just from observation. And I truly believe like my problem solving and critical thinking skills, they're all the way on point now because of all the things that I saw and all the things that I was able to learn from my mom, like I said, unknowingly. So when I was a kid, kid, we received food stamps, like the actual stamps, not an EBT card, actual food stamps. And I used to hate going to the store with them, right? Because I was kind of embarrassed. I don't know why though, because everybody in my neighborhood, like most people, they was getting stamps too. And so I learned at that moment how to be humble because at that time we needed them. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get through. And me being embarrassed wasn't going to help the situation because we needed the assistance. And so I think back to that a lot, especially me being a financial educator, dealing with money. And I think about how my upbringings were. And I'm like, dang, that really was a humble moment. But that also gave me the drive that I have now to just be like, you know what? I want to make it. Not saying that if something was to happen, I wouldn't pick up public assistance or things like that. But I also understood how to be humble. But it also made me want to work harder in life. And so that was a lesson. Dang, look at that. Okay, mama. <laughs> so when it came to love, y'all, that was complicated. My mama brought all the boys to the yard, okay? 
She just did. Okay. My mama, people, people loved my mama. Okay. They loved her. Not only did she have a great spirit, but they loved her. I still say that my dad couldn't deal with my mom's passing in October of 2018. That's why seven months later, he had to go follow her on up to heaven because he was like, "Uh uh-uh, that's my woman. Now, see, the thing was, I just told y'all love was complicated from how I was taught about it. Okay. My mom and my dad were married. They got married before I was born, but they separated when I was five. Separated, not divorced, okay? Separated. And so, um, although they weren't together when my mom passed, my dad still loved her. I mean, love, 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 love. Still love her, I'm pretty sure. But I got a chance to see her in her dating realm. So I got a chance to see the ones that cared about her, the ones that was just full of it. And I told myself that I did not want to be a dater, y'all. This was me as a kid. Like, I knew I did not want to be out here just dating. I wanted to get lucky, find one man, date him, then marry him, then everything would be cool, right? Because dating to me from watching her just seemed like the ghetto. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> this is not for me, okay? <laughs> and for a while, I thought that I was gonna be, you know, spared from this dating life. So, like, literally, I was a relationship girl growing up. So, my first boyfriend was Patrick in the sixth grade at Maya Angelou, and he used to buy me all the teddy bears, y'all, okay? So, in sixth grade, that was love, okay? So, then, child, it was the Marcus in eighth grade, and whoo, when I tell you this man is still fine to this day, But then Aaron was my high school sweetheart and we dated all throughout high school until almost the end of my senior year because we broke up before prom. And then that's when I got with my children's father and ex-husband of 13 years. While I was married, my mom and I's relationship, it like started to strain and I noticed that. And it was because my mama, she wasn't always the fondest of my ex, but Let's think about it. Some moms, they just know stuff about the people that you with that you won't see because you too invested in it. And she had plenty of reasons, okay? So it's not just she just didn't, you know, feel him or nothing like that. There was plenty of reasons there, but... This is what I'll say. If your mother ever tells you that there's something about the person that you're with, you should just sit down, relax, and take notes. I'm just saying, okay? It wasn't until I started going through my divorce that I think me and my mom, we became like the best of friends. When I tell you we started to talk to each other like girls instead of just mother and daughter, which is what I needed. And that's when we started growing closer. Like I was crying all the time when I was going through my divorce, y'all, doubting myself, in and out of depression. And I truly believe without my mom calling me every day, all day, to stay on me, I wouldn't have made it out to be mentally stable today. My mom got a chance to see me go through dating, which was still the ghetto. Okay, y'all. <laughs> and she got a chance to tell me, see, it ain't that easy like you thought, huh? See, it's like, it's funny because I, here I was as a kid watching this thinking, ah, you could just pick better or you could do this or you could do that. And here I was going through the same mess and then got a chance to get lessons from my mom and talk to her, you know, woman to woman. 
up until I was 30, I was always in relationships. And so it was like when I was 30 down going through my divorce, it was like I was fresh out. I didn't know what dating looked like. And so when my mom did get a chance, you know, after that, when she was telling me about dating situations and stuff like that, I was like, dang, I really got to go through this, huh? I didn't know men lied about having women, wives, kids, hell being interested in you. And I got to kick in with my mama about all the horror stories. And when I tell you that was a bond that we were able to form, you know, like some people, I don't know if you can have those type of conversations with your mother, but when you get to a point where you able to do that and those type of key keys, it's a different type of bond that y'all going to form. Child, I be wishing she was here right now. Lord knows I am waiting for forever so I can get out this terrible market that's going on right now. So lastly, I want to talk about pain. Me and me, mama, we had an interesting relationship and we definitely caused each other some pain, I can say. When I was a teenager, my mom and I... We began having that strained relationship. And I think it begins around the teenage years. Like my daughter's 12 right now. Like she's not all the way there yet. But when I see the signs, I still try to do little stuff so we don't get to that point. Okay. And so y'all, I, as a young Capricorn young lady, I'm going to just tell y'all when I wanted something, I got it. Okay. I was out here, not in a defiant way, but I just thought I knew everything. I wanted what I wanted, was going to get what I wanted to get when I wanted to get it. That was just my attitude back in the day. So from 2003 to about 2015, my mom and I, you know, it was a little difficult between us due to the differences that we have formed throughout those years. You see, when I got older and away from my hometown, I thought I was grown as if what she would say, even though I was grown, but I thought I was grown. And through life experiences that I was experiences and things that I had never learned, I would then go back to blaming my mom. I would be in my head like, dang, she ain't never teach me this. I didn't have this. This didn't set me up for life. Like she didn't teach me this. Like I would literally do that just because I wasn't succeeding or doing something in life that I thought I should have been doing. Right. Because of something that she didn't physically sit down and teach me. And I realized it was a light bulb that went off in my head when I got, when I was 29. All along, class was in session. All I had to do was just pay attention. It didn't matter what she sat down and physically taught me. She unknowingly had taught me all of these lessons that I've been talking about today. In 2014, when I was going through the worst time in my life, that I had ever seen through my divorce, my mom, she became my mother, my friend, and would have been my hitman if I needed her to hell. <laughs> when I tell you when that light bulb, it went off in my head and I was actually able to sit and listen to my mom in a new way. It was like I had some new ears or something. It was like, 
dick. I've never heard her like this. But I wasn't judging her at that point. I wasn't thinking about all the things she didn't teach me. I was looking at her as just a woman. I was looking at her as my mom who was able to speak to me in a way. Because for a while, I told y'all, when you go through that strain moment, you stop listening. And I had stopped listening. And it was the pain that I was going through. It sucks. But the pain was able to bring me back to my mom. And out of that pain, we had love. When I got a chance to just view my mom as a woman, y'all, I'm telling y'all, it was one of the best things that could have happened in my life. And I was able to hear her perspective more clearly, not judge her, like I said, and to just us sit together and share thoughts, whether she understood me or understood my perspective, we were able to talk about those thoughts and then get to an understanding versus she just talk at me and I just talk at her and I have to be right or she just has to be right. So mama, I know you up in heaven looking down on me and I feel like I'm making you proud. I didn't tell you this enough. But I thank you for everything you knowingly and unknowingly taught me. From the things that I mentioned, talking about style, talking about life, talking about love and even pain. Mama, I just thank you. I just thank you for the experiences that we've had. My mama was the one person I knew loved me unconditional. And it's so hard, y'all. It's hard out here for a pimp (laughs) to not physically have my mom, y'all, to feel that love that she gave me through the phone every time we talk. Mama, I know you can hear me, and that's why I just want to say in this Dear Mama episode that I'm dedicated to you, I love you so much and miss you and miss your laugh and your smile. Ooh. Oh, I hope y'all enjoyed this Dear Mama episode dedicated to me, Mama, Miss Renee, my home girl, and now my angel. I thank y'all for listening. Y'all make sure that y'all continue to share. If y'all not following me, you can check me out on IG. I'm at Mindfully Rich. And until next week, when I hit y'all with another one.